has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. This is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. on this Monday. Wow, it's Monday, August 14th of 2023 already. We're going to be talking about Obama and the money trail that leads to the Biden crime family. We're going to be digging into that based on prophetic words and some other interesting articles that I found. So we'll be digging into that soon. But we are going to get into some economic news first with Kirk Elliott, who comes on Mondays. It's awesome to have him. I did want to show you a few quick things, though. It's amazing to see what's going on out there in the world. Um, so Georgia, I believe, purposely put a document up and then pulled it right down so that reporters and everybody could like uh, say, hey, look at this. So if you look right here, it says Georgia court website briefly publishes and removes a document about potential Trump charges. And then Reuters and everybody starts reporting on this, right? And uh, but of course, the andons grab it, grab it. And it says right here. Um, this is the actual document they put up. It showed 13 charges, right? What, what a surprise, uh, you know, and, and it, these are just like these charges. And one of them is a serious felony of RICO. And there's a felony, 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 felony. And it adds up to 13, the favorite number of the cabal. I know uh, in the Matrix talk about Fulton County just posted the results of the grand jury vote before the grand jury voted <laughs> and quickly did deleted their posting. They posted it at 12.39 on the 226th day of the year and 139 days left in the year. Oh yeah, 13 counts. And I haven't done the deciphering of these numbers too much. I know there's a 339 there, which kind of the all derivatives of the 666 type thing. I'm not sure what they're trying to do there, but uh, interesting that that all happened. And then just one piece of economic news, inflation forcing Americans to spend $709 more per month than two years ago. So this July CPI report found that inflation rose 0.2% from June to July, but I'm sure that is one of those fabricated numbers. So we're going to be talking to Kirk Elliott of Kirk Elliott PhD. Uh, you can find my story at kirkelliottphd.com slash rickb2t. You'll see my story here. Go to the link down below for, uh, for that. But with that, I'm going to bring Kurt on. Kurt, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Rick. How are you? 
Uh, doing awesome. Well, I don't know how awesome I'm doing after seeing well, everything that's going on. But other than that, you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. But you tell me if it's the echo still going on, or is it better since I closed one of my programs down? It's actually much better. Awesome. Okay. Well, good. All right. We got all this new equipment. I'm trying. I've got like 14 pieces of software running all at the same time. Got, got that. Got the. You know, down below me, you can probably see the the new uh, lower third. They call it. We're gonna. We're we're bringing some new stuff stuff all the time. But uh, but tell us, Kirk, um, about that. Uh, I don't know if you saw that inflation number and the 0.2%. If that's just fabricated numbers or any thoughts on that and anything else that you want to want to discuss. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a hundred percent fabricated. So. Mm-hmm. This is what I did my dissertation on, right? So I developed a new methodology for measuring inflation for the BLS because the way that they did it has been broken since 1996 when Clinton changed the way that they measure inflation. So what he put in is substitution bias and hedonic price adjustments. So the, the hedonic price adjustments are weird. So let's say you're buying a computer and it's a thousand bucks, right? So but the processor on it was 50% faster, right? It's just faster speed. So they'll say, well, your perceived benefit is 50% faster, even though you're still paying the same price for it. That would make that computer in essence about 50% less expensive because you're getting more benefit from it. So that's one way that they adjust things, but it's like, wait a second, it has nothing to do with how much money I'm spending, right? Who, Who cares? If it's fast or not, my wallet still says I spent $1,000. They would do the same thing through changing items in the consumer price index. Mm-hmm. So the consumer price index is actually just a basket of 30 goods. That's what it is. And they just do a a wide range of things that we would buy or, you know, from time to time to time. Well, that's a great way of measuring things if they were to keep the things the same, right? Mm-hmm. So from point A to point B to point Z, right? If, if we're measuring the price of hamburger every single time it's like great well we'd know that the price of hamburger from 1971 until now actually went up a lot in price but what they do is they change things so let's just say that sirloin steak were one of the things that they were measuring the price of sirloin steak went up 40 percent they say ah that's too much we we can't have that much if it's one of the parts of our basket so -hmm. let's substitute it for hamburger and hamburger ah. is 30% less than sirloin steak, right? So what did they say happened to the price of sirloin steak? In reality, it went up 40%, but they would say it came down 30% because they replaced it, they substituted it with something else. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hmm, completely bogus number. Like it tells us absolutely nothing. So the other day I got kicked out of the house. So, <laughs> but for a good reason. Okay, <laughs> like, good. Yeah, no, it's a good reason. My daughter's getting married the end of September, so they had a bridal shower. So all the guys had to had to leave. So myself and my dog, we bolted because we're both guys, right? So, <laughs> so I went to the gas station, fill up the truck with gas, and and I don't know. I, I I look at prices just so I can talk about them on shows from time to time. So I was going through the aisle. It's like, oh my word, candy bars like a king size candy bar in the candy bar aisle were like over four dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like what? Let me la- I mean, this tells you how much I actually go do this kind of stuff. So last time I checked was, I don't know, a few years ago. It wasn't like forever ago, but it was like a buck 89 or a buck mm-hmm. 59, somewhere in the $1 and something range mm-hmm. to go over to $4. It's like, okay, inflation has more than doubled, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's more than doubled. It's not up 2% or 0.2% or something like what they say. 
So they're fabricating numbers for their own political benefit. Now, we've got got major inflationary problems, which, why do I know that? Well, the, the mortgage interest rate is the highest it's been since March of 2000, so 23 years. So what does that tell us? It tells us, A, interest rates keep going up to fight inflation. That's the one mechanism they use. But B, with prices being so high and interest rates going up to slow down that inflation, that's the mechanism that they use. Banks are now looking at people and saying, "Mm, probably not a good chance that you're gonna be able to repay this loan 30 years from now. So we're gonna jack up interest rates. So at least there's a higher reward for the risk that we're taking by giving you money to buy a house, right? So, So that one number tells us that A, banks don't think that Americans are gonna be able to pay off their house Right. And that's what one of the mechanics of the bond market is. How much debt do you have and what's your ability to pay it off? I don't care if it's a city or a U.S. Treasury, which is why the U.S. Treasury's got downgraded, or you getting a mortgage, right? That's all a 30-year bond. And so the higher the interest rate, the more risky that you are deemed to the gen- to the bankers, right? So, So they're telling us, Inflation's going up, interest rates are going up. They don't think that American consumers can pay off their houses anymore, right? So so what does that cause? That causes stock market decline. It causes bond market decline. In fact, just about four hours ago, and this is hot off the presses, I don't know how many in this audience ever saw the movie The Big Short. Hmm. Um, but there but it's it's a it's a movie about it's a real movie, like based on a real story, a real person. So the guy in the movie, he was played by the actor um, Christian Bale. Well, what happened in the movie? This guy, real the real guy, right? Um, he had figured out what was going to happen during the um, 2009 stock market crash. So he, he figured out, well, boy, peep, this is going to go belly up. There's too much subprime lending. And his name was Michael Burry. He's the real guy. He's a trader. And he started a hedge fund or a, a fund called Sky and Funds, right? A hedge fund. So um, he did the biggest short of all time, meaning he was betting that the stock market was going to come down and he was right. Everyone else was losing money hand over fist. This guy raked in billions. So just about four hours ago, he did the another big short, like the biggest mm-hmm. short ever. So Today? his fund. Yeah, like today. today. Okay. Like four hours ago today. So right. his fund, Sky and Funds, is about a two billion dollar hedge fund. He bet the bank. He bet a, he put a one point six billion dollar short position on the S and P five hundred and the Nasdaq that they were going to come crashing down. Now he used wow. put options on it. So this is interesting because a short just means that you're selling something that you know you don't necessarily have. You're you're selling something now to actually buy it at a cheaper price down the road. So they're betting that it's going to go belly up. They can buy stuff later down the road for cheap, right? So so what did he do? He bet against the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ that it was going to come down a lot to the tune of about 90% of all of the firm's assets. I mean, this is pretty much he's saying with that action, this is a for sure thing. I'm betting the farm on this one, that the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ are coming down. So the interesting part about it is he used what's called put options. So a put 
has a time element, right? So basically the next 30, 60, 90 days, we don't know what time element, but they're always pretty short duration. He's betting that they're gonna go down. If you lose, if you're one day after that expiration date, you lose it all. It's mm -hmm. not like it's just a percentage. It's gone, gone. So he's gotta be pretty confident. What does he know? He either knows that there's going to be banks that are failing. He's going to know that what you and I have been talking about, Rick, to the audience here, that wages are coming down, inflation's going up, interest rates are going up, people aren't spending as much money, so it's going to come down. Maybe he's putting in there that every October, there's an October surprise, which means it's no longer a surprise if it happens every October, yeah. that the stock market fails. Or maybe he knows that in eight days from now, the BRICS nations are meeting, and they're going to announce their central bank digital currency that's backed by gold and that Putin just said, hey, we're not quite ready for that. Let's just do all trading between BRICS nations, which is 73% of the world's population no longer using U.S. dollars, which means we still, we're still we going to have to print money like there's no tomorrow to fund our stimulus, to fund the government, to, to raise our debt ceiling. And, and Michael Burry is seeing all of that and he says, stock market guaranteed this thing is going to come down right and come down hard so he made the big short that they made a movie about because the guy is so brilliant he just did the same thing today so when we look at that it's like man and i'm not a gambler i don't have a gambling mentality i would never do something like that right yeah. i mean i wouldn't even spend 10 bucks at vegas saying okay black or red on the roulette reel i, I wouldn't do that right mm -hmm. but he's betting 1.6 billion dollars of his investors capital that's almost all of it because it's only a two billion dollar fund that the stock market's coming down he is must that, know is that, is, is that short like a certain amount of days that it has to happen yeah so because he used a put option now we don't know the expiration date we don't know the strike price okay, two things but but what he's saying is that it's coming down it has an expiration date we just don't know the exact details of those put options. Okay. All that we know is that he put put options on them. So mm -hmm. it's not like a regular short, which doesn't have a time duration. Any time in the future, if you just have a short position, I got you. you can buy those shares at a lower price, meaning you think it's going to go down. This one has an expiration date, a strike price. And so every day, that we get closer to that expiration date, the value of those those puts comes down. So he's losing money every single day unless the price of the of the the shares come down on the stock market, right? So here's the weird thing about what he did. Not that that's not weird. I mean, who would ever bet that much? But he did. The weird part is he didn't choose the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is easily manipulated because it's only 30 stocks. He right. picked the S&P 500, which is 500 stocks, or the NASDAQ, which is 100. Law of large numbers. It's more expensive to manipulate those than it is the Dow. So being a smart guy, he says, these markets are coming down. These are harder to manipulate. I'm putting my shorts on these two, right? So it's like, good grief. Um, he's expecting something big and something ugly to happen real soon. Yeah, and the prophetic words, as we've heard from multiple prophets, saying that the stock market's going to crash bad. and. I think you've heard people say as much as seventy-five percent. Is that is that uh, still some of uh, some of those people still predicting that? Yeah, I mean, everywhere from thirty to eighty percent of the numbers I've seen. I don't even care if it's thirty percent. I mean, thirty percent of like thirty thousand, which is the Dow's at. That's another nine thousand. That would put it down to twenty-one thousand. 
even 30% is a huge number, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my word. So, so, but what, what's coming is I think if people are positioned properly into tangible assets like gold and silver, it could be the one of the biggest, if not the biggest, because of the debt involved, transfers of wealth from the wicked to the righteous in the history of the world, Rick. I mean, this is where it gets really exciting for us when we're allocated properly into the right place at the right time. Yeah, and there's really not a real good place to invest right now without tangible assets, right? Um, I mean, real estate's a good tangible asset, but you're not, it's not liquid. When no, it's not liquid. It out, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, bonds, it's good. It'll go up with bonds? inflation. Some people say, no, hey, bonds are awesome. Yeah. Bond, it, when interest rates go up, the value of bonds comes down. Mm. Bonds are really great when interest rates are coming down. We're not in a declining interest rate yeah, environment. Sure. Haven't been for 10 months. And the stock market at high risk, prophetic words kind of emphasizing that. And then uh, cash in the bank is even at risk now when we're looking at. People. I mean, yeah. 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 That's not even safe. Ten months ago, if somebody said, Kirk, I heard you on Rick's show, and you said, get out of stocks, get out of bonds, I'm just sitting on the sideline in cash at my bank, my answer back then would have been, great. It's the first thing that you should do, get out of harm's way, just sit in cash as a defensive maneuver. Mm -hmm. I can't say that that's a good option anymore with banks failing, because we never know when our bank is going to be the next one that fails, and that put you put all of that capital at risk, right? Because at some point, FDIC goes under. FDIC yeah. doesn't have enough capital to cover yeah. everybody, so I mean it does put it at extreme risk. Yeah, and that's what the, the average normie we would say would never even say that because it's possible. But as we know, uh, God's taken down the Babylonian financial system, right? So it's a Correct. matter of time. We're not sure what it is, but we know it's a matter of time, right? So now I, I appreciate it, and that's why and that's why I teamed up with uh, with uh, you to do five of them, transactions for me, right? And then let the world Correct. know about this. And again, one of the biggest reasons I worked with Kirk was not only is he a Christian patriot who loves the Lord, right? He's also um, only charges on the front end. So just think if this thing does go up 100x and you pay a certain amount on, on the upfront commission, that's all Kirk takes. Other companies are taking stuff on the back end, which means they are, that, that's almost criminal in this environment, I think. And so um, you saw some other funky things that other people were doing as well, just overcharging for the, the, the premium massively as well. And uh, so it's pretty dirty business out there, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's not, it's an unregulated industry. So, which I actually like and I dislike both. Right? It's like yeah. I love it because I don't like government intervention. Um, you know, it's just I don't like it. But some regulation, I suppose, in this sense, might be okay because you could have every Bubba in their garage selling gold or silver without any regulation. Nobody knows if they're legit or not, right? So that's where some kind of regulation would be nice. But but believe me, I, I, I prefer non-regulation. But it puts the customer into the category of let the buyer beware. Know right. who you're doing business with, right? And if you're doing business with a legitimate, honest, trustworthy source, great. That's awesome, right? But but it's, it's getting harder and harder to tell because even national firms that are on some of the Patriot shows that we see are on you know the conservative TV and we see these commercials all the time. It's like they're overcharging quite a bit, right? It's like um, not all, but, but most it's expensive to be on TV. That's what we should remember. Yeah. And, um, and they're not paying for it. The consumer's paying for it. Right, right, yeah. I appreciate it, Kirk. So again, get your liquidity, get out of harm's way and uh, get ready for potential um, wealth transfer. 
especially when the Babylonian banks uh, fail. So, because uh, then they can't short it anymore. Like, like that's that's the big thing called derivatives. Exactly. So, yeah, derivatives are way worse than even the debt that the, these banks have, right? So it's it could it's going to sink them. I believe. I think that's going to be the thing that sinks them. Absolutely. Or the, like you talked about last week, the gold, the silver just running out in the next five months of being because it's it's being used for well, yeah. produced. So I mean, that's, that's according to Andy Sheckman, mm -hmm. great researcher in this industry. Um, you know, COMEX available inventories, all the physical silver that manufacturers are buying, you know, mm -hmm. to make TVs and everything else. It, I mean, it's slated to run out in pretty short order, right? So that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to get silver. That means that the price of silver is going to go through the roof. And Economics 101 says when you have low supply and high demand, prices always go up because prices shake out inventory. If you have higher prices, the people that own the physical will sell it on the open market to get more for it because now it's worthwhile. So higher prices always shake out inventory. I'm not concerned about the world running out of silver. I'm concerned about people being able to get silver at cheap prices, which is why if you own it, <laughs> it's going to be great because ultimately you'll sell it into those markets and make a profit. And that's why I think it's going to backfire on these banks that are buying these huge derivatives, shorting silver, and they're just. And if, it, if, if that price pressure moves up, they're just not going to be able to buy enough silver to continue to bring it down. And that's going to make their balance sheet go off the wall. And there's warning signs for J.P. Morgan and some of these big banks. It's not just the regional banks anymore that are at right. risk. So right. exactly right. All right. Appreciate your time, uh, Kirk, and you have a great week. We can't wait to see you next Monday to get another update. Sounds good. We'll talk soon. All Bye, right. everyone. God bless. All right, all right, and that that's awesome to have a uh, ha have a uh, him on. So we talked about the big short here, um, and how that is pretty wild. Having 1.6 billion of your two billion dollar fund doing that again. That's Kirk Elliott. You can find that KirkElliottPhD.com. You can probably just call him way easier and faster um, to get prioritized. Some of these things take three or four weeks to happen. Seven two zero six zero five thirty nine hundred. You can call Kirk to get a free consultation from his team. Seven two zero. 605-3900 get specific advice for your specific search circumstance. Here's Obama fraudulent legacy is being exposed and it's on the wrong side of history. So this is a Mark Hemingway article in the Federalist that's extremely long and good article talking about him just from his public images crashing, right? Um, but I tell you what, um, what, what the real exciting part of this to me is Julie's prophetic word just a few days ago. And again, you can find Julie Green's website at jgminternational.org. So there's, her, her popularity is growing a lot, although some people believe that there are some false prophecies in here when the amount of true prophecies are extremely high. And I keep saying, guys, be careful to judge a prophet based upon the movie that we're watching. All right? There's actors and Hollywood's involved behind all this stuff. And um, who is actually alive and not alive and who's wearing masks and who's being portrayed in one way or another, be careful not to judge the brethren if you have not really looked into what's really going on behind the scenes, right? And so uh, we're gonna be looking where we can actually do the searchy platform and look into uh, a bunch of search on Obama and all of what uh, Julie and Amanda Grace and Kim Clement have said about that. But I'm gonna first read this uh, from August 11th. Listen to this. My children, for I, the Lord, this day am telling you to participate. Participate in the good fight of faith. You have been fighting your enemy, whether you realize or not. But because you were unaware, you weren't winning. You weren't gaining any ground. 
In some cases, you were losing ground spiritually because your adversary was controlling when you are the ones who are supposed to be demanding him to be under your feet, rebuking him, forbidding him, and denying him the ability to win in your life. So step in the ring today with your armor, with my name, with my covenant, with my boldness, and knock out your enemy. <laughs> I love that, guys. This is what we teach backstage and at the, in the neighborhood. It's how to pray with the authority of Christ, right? I, uh, I have a little statement I say at the beginning of, of when I'm really binding something or I'm calling it down. I just say, by the power of Jesus' name, the name above all names, and this bloody shed force, by the power and authority of that blood, and by the name, I bind the rules and authorities and powers of this dark world. You know, whatever you're going to bind or you're going to call down. So that is a, a key part of this. But remember, what should you be doing first? Every morning, I put on my armor. It says right here. So you need to make sure that you understand Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. It's only, it's only those, those nine verses. It's very critical. Maybe eight verses. <laughs> but anyway, that, that just don't forget verse 18, which is praying in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests, right? Get that armor on because the enemy has armor. The little one backstage talked about that. So the enemy has armor. So if you're sitting there praying with him, but you don't have your armor on, you need to have your armor on to put to penetrate that enemy, right? So, um, and again, with the name, you, you can't do anything with the, uh, the blood covenant, his blood and, his, and, his, and the name and the armor. Just love that how the Lord told her the three things that we train, train our, our ministry in. Armor, name, the blood are going to be key. And then you, then, you, then you do it with boldness, right? You have the power that I have given you to use it. You have, you have the power that I've given you, so use it. Use my power that resides on the inside of you to take back territory, to take back your freedoms, to take back the children, to take back your nations, to take back your health, to take back your sound mind, to take back your peace, to take back your joy, to take back your finances. Take it all back in my name today. Do not wait, my children. This day, take back your victories and begin to shout your enemy's demise. Stop letting him take from you what doesn't belong to him. This is a new day. Leave your past in the past and rejoice and receive the future that I have for you. One with joy, victory, and peace that you have never known before. Take what I have for you. It's already been paid for, saith the Lord. Woo, you gotta love that. It uh, talks about, about Barack Obama. This is what I titled this episode. Barack Obama is going to be in your news more and more. Connections to the Biden crime family. They will find out who was really in charge and it wasn't the Biden. Many secrets have been hidden to protect Barack because of the globalists still want him to lead their one world government. But secrets will be uncovered that they didn't count on. Big mistakes have been made by the Biden and Barack while they were president and vice president. Doors will be open to the truth on what was really going on during that time and what foreign nations they were all working with. And bank accounts will be discovered that will implicate Obama padding his pockets. And it didn't matter whose name they had on his account. It'll be proven to be Barack's account. A great money trail will show 
you where all the money has been coming from, no matter how hard they tried to hide that he has been in control and that Biden has been his puppet all along. Well, the day is coming where this puppet show is about to end. Barack will soon realize this is not his nation. It's mine. More explosive information will come out regarding Facebook. It's about to fall on the crimes that have been committed on that platform. And Mark Zuckerberg will pay for the crime he has committed and who he's been connected to. And all that have been paying him to use that platform to spy still and to do horrible evil crimes through Facebook. By the way, if you're on Facebook right now, please move to Rumble. Um, they've brought my views down to about 10% of normal, right? which is complete shadow banning and not giving notifications out to the majority of the people. But more importantly, they're now muting all our music that I have a, a, a license for. Right, in the, right. If you go look in the description of the video on Facebook and every platform, it shows all 33 songs I have licensed. I bought the music and we have the CCLI um, license to use lyrics and the CCLI license to stream. Okay, But Facebook's still muting the music. Why? Because they have a mechanism now to make money themselves. Okay. So if you're on Facebook right now, I'm asking you to please go to Rumble. It's just rumble.com and search Bless to Teach. And search Bless to Teach, Bless the Number Two Teach. In fact, I have it right down here. In uh, You see that down below in my new, what they call the lower third there, right by the logo. It says rumble.com slash C slash Bless to Teach. Bless with the Number Two Teach, right? So I'm asking you guys to move off Facebook because they are censoring me heavily and you're gonna get a much better experience because you can actually hear the music. <laughs> they're, they're, they're muting about 75% of the music now, okay? Just, uh, just FYI. It's all about to be exposed. It's all so going to show how they intervene in the elections, COVID, and a major propaganda machine that it is been for the globalists to control what news can be seen and what can't be. I've said this before, judgment will come to many social media platforms that were against the truth. By the way, guys, the whole, the way that Facebook and everything um, have just taken the, what they call a disinformation dozen, like Sherry Tenpenny, and then now we have the cabal um, medical licensing places, they just took Sherry Tenpenny's license away. I'll be reporting on that in just a second. This is a full-on attack to censor information. And Facebook and Obama are going down, according to this. This is exciting stuff. Australia's government is about to collapse. Watch the shock that it will bring. Something significant is about to take place in Brazil. Wild weather in California. This will be in your news. A rat's nest will be exposed in Pennsylvania. And evil has grown to completely suffocate this state and bring it down to its knees. Never to recover. Remember, my children, who are there? Every place which they sold... They, I think they stole, imagine, which the, no, the sole of your foot shall tread upon. Ah, that's interesting. Remember, my children who are there, every place which the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given to you. Take it back. Take it back, your state. Take back your house. Take back your senate. Take the seat back of the governor to whom it rightfully belongs to. And it's my son, not the one who sits in that seat and who stole and all who stole have to return all that has been stolen. So my children, 
not only in Pennsylvania, but my children in every state and in every nation. Take back your freedoms. Take back what has been stolen. Don't give up on justice now when justice is about to be seen because I am justice and I will not fail you. My children, this day, fight how I tell you to fight and receive the victory that has been paid for, saith the Lord, your Redeemer. And guys, this is serious business. I just want to make sure that you know that um, if, if, if we're going to take back this nation, it has to be done through the body of Christ. Remember, he's the head up in heaven, and we are seated up with him in heavenly realms. But on earth, he's going to act through his body. That's us, the body of Christ, especially his remnant, the ones that are really listening to him, the ones that are connected to him. I got a lot of words myself here over this last week about how he needs alone time with you. That's the only way he's going to really direct your paths, right, is you spending time alone with him, also worshiping him and also being in his word. Those are the things that he wants. Those are three things he's emphasized to me over and over again. So, again, put him first. First things first. We have a new worship song coming up called First Things First. It's beautiful. Probably out in a couple weeks um, because right now she's making all the current videos widescreen so we can do it in a new format. It's going to be, those are going to be awesome. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it is important that you put first things first. And that means if you have time alone with God scheduled and, every, and all your, your world's just all hectic and stuff, you've got to find a way to spend that time with him. And he's going to then help some of those distractions go away and he's going to amplify your time. That's what he's promised to me and he's promised to his remnant right now. So uh, I think that's quite exciting when we, when we, we look at that. So uh, let me go back to digging in to some breaking news here. So um, we could go search on Obama. I'm just going to offer you this. You now can do this for free yourself without um, having to buy a backstage pass because we have a pay-forward model. Many people are paying for it and in a pay-forward model, so you can come on for free. right? So don't let money be the obstacle for coming backstage now. One of the things you're going to have is a searchy platform where you can just search on Obama. You can see every single – here's Julie Green on 9-8. Talking about Obama, here she is on 326 and 224 and uh, 218. All these things about talking about Obama. Here's Kim Clement talking about Obama, right? Here's uh, again all these things happening here on on talking about Obama will suddenly come on the news station to speak because the Biden is losing all cognitive function after he has a major gaffe that Obama is president and speaks in his ear to tell him what to say. <laughs> so that's uh, some of this stuff hasn't come yet. So it is going to be a fun ride if you have the peace that transcends understanding because you're you're spending time with the Lord God Almighty on a daily basis and spending time with him. You guys are going to have a blast here as this uh, all falls down. Hey, again, this election summit, make sure that you are it's an it's an online event that you can attend. So everybody in the world can attend this it's coming up here in just a couple days, Wednesday and Thursday, 16th and 17th, right? I think that's right. What's today? <laughs> Let me look at the calendars. The 14th or the 15th? I think it's the 14th today, right? Yeah. So since today is August 14th, on Wednesday, um, they'll have this online event, and you'll get a free gift just for registering for it. He's offering a, um, a value of $20 free online gift, okay, if you just sign up for it. Use the B2T code that'll let him know that I'm helping try to help him push people toward this event. Um, and the, this is key, guys, because they're going to talk about a plan that has not been talked about before. Some of the people in the military are saying this is brilliant. And it's not just same-day voting 
on paper ballots with IDs. This is a, a way he thinks is going to save the nation. That's a brilliant plan going forward. So please go to lindellevent.com or use this QR code I'm showing on the screen and you can sign up. This, there's a little referral code. Use B2T. Uh, shows Mike I'm helping get people there. Um, but we are uh, and and, and the, the reason he's doing this is he's kept the plan so secret that the MSM doesn't know about it. And so they're going to try to twist this and, and, and lie about it and suppress it and do everything they can, right? So, But the, we as digital soldiers, as citizen journalists, take this information on Wednesday and Thursday, and he's going to give us a little piece of information that we can push out. We're going to be able to control the narrative, right? Because we are the news now. But again, if we give them less time to plan, it's going to take them two or three days to really figure out how to attack this thing. In those two or three days, we can make things go viral on this new plan um, to save the elections and give you hope. That's what he talks about right here on LindellEvent.com. Exciting for you to join us, get your email signed up, and get your free gift at LindellEvent.com. In Georgia, cameras should sharpen the focus on Trump in the courtroom. This is NBC News. Unlike the previous court appearances, if Trump is brought into a Georgia courtroom, the proceedings are likely to be broadcast live on TV. So this is the real dagger they're trying to do. They're trying to give. They're going to try to shut him up and only have him uh, that they basically give him a gag order during the trial. And so this is what they're going to try to do. Obviously, uh, I believe almost everything they do is going to be days of Haman. It's going to backfire on them. But just the fact that NBC News is talking about it's going to be trial, they're going to try to again just do like the impeachment hoax number one and two to uh, take Trump down. I don't know if you saw, but... <laughs> this talked about right here on oh, please uh, mute backstage. Uh, okay, I just need to make sure I got enough people that are helping me do that. Uh, uh, so I'm going to grab another co-host that can help. Uh, there's Gus. Um, they can help me mute anybody that accidentally unmutes. All right, here we are. So that's one of the cool thing about backstage. I just like the live interaction uh, with uh, them chatting with me and being able to, to tell me, hey, Rick, you got massive problems on this side. We can't even hear you, right? So the things like that. So that's part of the live show that makes us fun. Um, here's another, uh, this, this Bankman Freed, right? Charged with using stolen consumer funds for $100 million of US political donations is now incarcerated, which is amazing. That's about time that that happened. It's kind of obvious he should have been the whole time. He was alive. Tormented Chinese doctor recounts harvesting organs in the back of a van. You guys, this CCP, we are fighting evil, true evil. And here's a guy that's tormented, but uh, realizing what he had to go through. So it's a whole story. I'm not going to have time to go over this, but you can uh, find everything I'm showing you in the show notes. Again, those show notes are free. Just go to blessedteach.com on the front page there. You can sign up for show notes. You'll get show notes Tuesday through Friday from, from the show. All my shows that are on the weekend will be on the Tuesday morning notes. So make sure you grab those. I think you really enjoy the, the free show notes as well as the free backstage and the free neighborhood, right? All that's available on blessedteach.com. You can find it all right there. If you haven't been to blessedteach.com before, please join. I mean, go, go, go check it out. It's absolutely free and a great part of the ministry. Biden slammed for silence on Maui wildfall catastrophe. So they're thinking that this is going to be a huge number of deaths. They only were down at 93 a couple days ago when I was looking, and they are um, have so many missing people. It's really scary how it just destroyed all that. The sirens of warning didn't go off. Kids were home alone because they canceled school because of the weather, and so many kids were home alone, didn't even know how to escape. 
Uh, it is, it's a real tragedy what's going on here. And now Biden is doing no comment on this. Um, so here he is riding a bike on August 13th, right? But, uh, we, but it's really interesting. President Biden had yet to offer a verbal statement Monday afternoon in response to the mounting death toll in the ca catastrophic Maui wildfire, the deadliest U.S. fire in more than a century after spending the weekend sunning himself on the beach near his Delaware vacation home. He said almost 40% of his time has been on vacation because they're trying to hide him because they know he's got massive mental problems. And I think it's also not the real Biden, I believe. I think that's all gonna come out in the wash. If you go to the searching platform as well, not only can you search and find all this stuff on Obama, you could also do it on these different, different uh, topics like fires or Hawaii. Um, but um, and I know there was a there was a word about Hawaii. Um, I'm going to see if I can. Oops, wrong screen. Let me let me grab this in the Searchy platform. So you can be logged into Backstage, by the way, and and you can use the Searchy platform and you can search on Hawaii, for instance. Here, watch Hawaii. Something significant will take place there. This was March 27th, um, and that was a word from Ju from uh, from Julie Green. Here's something from Amanda. This was quite a while ago. Now my children in Hawaii shall see another shaking this year. That was back a while ago though because I can tell that wasn't a recent one from Amanda. Here's Amanda Grace on um, March or two. The spirit of alcoholism and addiction broods over Hawaii. It broods over Alaska, says the Lord. It lords over the... Uh, I probably should display this because I could have Amanda read it. Here she is. groaning says the lord that spirit of alcoholism and addiction broods over hawaii it broods over alaska says the lord it lords that's capitalized over it there is a thread from hawaii to alaska and i the lord shall shake both and in alaska there shall be an enormous shift as the ancestral ties must break for the spirits of addiction and suicide has so attached to the mysticism of the people for generations. And I, the Lord, am tilling the soil in Alaska to break up such lines and agreements and a shaking in the natural of the ground. Anyway, I just want to let you know that, again, that's what I love about this tool. Again, it's a searchy tool. It's part of the backstage, which is now you can get on in a pay-for model for free. It used to be seventeen seventy-six a month. Just go to blessedteach.com, get your backstage account. You can come and use the searchy and find exactly based on – I just looked at Hawaii and look at all these, these different things um, for discussion of Hawaii. Here's Amanda. Hawaii, return unto me. All capitals, I warn you this day, O leadership, if you do not turn, there shall not only be eruptions of historic proportion, but explosions that shall shake the ground, and hotels will fall. They will literally fall, for I am issuing judgment against the gods of the hula and what has so defiantly been taught to the people. Off the coast of Hawaii is much untapped resources, says the Lord, that shall be found by the ones I lead to it, and it shall be worldwide news as this comes forth. However, Hawaii is out of alignment, and has been for some time, and has in Obama secretly doing business there still, and secretly using bases and control centers to meet with those who are of a world economic status, to plot and scheme as they utilize the false gods to help do their bidding. 
<laughs> you see that? So that was a. I would have found out with searching Obama. I found it by searching Hawaii. Either we, I, we've taken a lot of energy for volunteers taking myself excluded, <laughs> taking all these videos, cutting them up, and then put them into the search sheet where you can find the exact minute and second of what these prophets are saying. Right here is uh, something from Julie Green. Something big is brewing in Hawaii. Exposure will soon be explosive out of this place. In a volcanic eruption I told you about is about to be seen. How unusual it is. It will signal the coming exposure of Obama. Say the Lord of hosts. So this is something, I know it's a horrible tra tragedy, no question about it. I don't underestimate that at all. But uh, there is something going on in Hawaii. Treasure and history about. shall be found. However, in this hour, the people of Hawaii need to turn from their false gods and their hulas and the embedded mysticism that has been in the soil of the ancestors. I am calling in this hour for them to turn as an even greater eruption and shifting of plates and grounds is set to occur. For the earth is groaning, says the Lord. That spirit of alcoholism and addiction broods over Hawaii. And uh, so, again, this is another great tool. If you really want to have access to this, you can do this. Um, here's uh, Amanda Grace as well. Um, and this is. And it shall be worldwide news as this comes forth. However, Hawaii is out of the line. That looks like it may be the same video there, the, the 712 AG there. Dismantling the Washington has begun. Here's uh, Julie Green on Hawaii again. Romania is about to be in our news. Hawaii is also going to be in our news. An eruption will take place there that will signal Obama's demise. I don't know if I, that, was the, that was the same one as well, but isn't that cool to be able to find these? So we may have pulled a couple of these videos in twice, but uh, something that, again, just search, you can search on your terms, that would be um, just see how Obama and Hawaii are linked that's uh, the key part of what I wanted to emphasize during this show today. All right, here's um, the uh, some some more news, and then we're going to get into Revelation chapter 14. We're talking about the 144,000. What is that? What's it mean? Uh, we're talking about quite a bit of, uh, of 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 stuff in the tribulation period. Is it tribulation period compared to what others are teaching? Let's dig into that here shortly. Biden's slammed for silence on Maui. We talked about that. FBI agent confirms that Hunter Biden got tipped off about an investigation. So all, all kinds of funny business. There's there's this whistleblower after whistleblower and information coming out all the time, every single day against Hunter and uh, and uh, the fake news and the propaganda media doing everything. To, that's why I believe they did that. Um, th th this here where they they put the website up again removes the document about Trump's charges where they already had the results before the grand jury voted. Right, it's like, <laughs> but again, I think they wanted that they, they're trying to control the narrative of, and Trump, 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 um, to try to get it away from Biden and Hunter. But you know what's what that's going to do? It just makes Trump more popular. That backfired them in 2016. They didn't learn the, their lesson. Here's a CNN forgets who the president is in a story about crushing inflation. So there's a huge story about inflation, and they don't mention anything about the. Uh, um, the terms Biden, President, or the White House don't even appear in this entire story. <laughs> this shows you how when they have it's like it's like they are so obviously um, propaganda of the elites. That's all they that's all they are. 
right? The FDA drops ivermectin truth that we knew all along. Facts matter, right? So here, here we see, remember, you can't have an emergency vaccine if there's other cures, right? If there's other uh, mechanisms. And so they lied to us during that time period to say that ivermectin didn't work, hydroxychloroquine didn't work. And all these, all these other types of uh, uh, areas, like obviously vitamin D and using quercetin and all the, all the multivitamins we can have now in uh, the Z-Stack and many others, right? All of this is uh, showing and it's coming back to bite them and they're trying to now recover from it um, because there's so much research coming out to show that these things work. And here is ivermectin. Maps. The FDA sent out public messages urging people not to take ivermectin, saying, oh, it's, it's, it's for horses. It's a, it's a dewormer for horses. What are you doing, right? When it was a documented um, for years to be able to be used against uh, the colds and all those things, that which is really all COVID is. It's just a higher form of transmission of a cold, right? And a Dr. Artis will tell you it's clearly snake venom that's been synthesized and can be very inexpensively grown in yeast and many other products and disseminated. You can go buy it on the internet now that uh, this actually paralyzes your diaphragm and it's on your nicotine receptors, right? We've talked about that. So three doctors who were, and, and, and by the way, ivermectin works very well against snake venom, right? And so three doctors who were disciplined for prescribing ivermectin to their patients filed a lawsuit against the agency. No question, they need to. What you have is anytime you have an industry, right? Let me talk about this a little bit because I think this is important. I'm gonna go, go to here for a second. So anytime you have an industry, and I'm, I'm supposed to be doing business, so let me flip to this thing. <laughs> so I have the city behind me. But anyway, well, any anytime you literally have an industry like, a, let's just say oil, or you have big pharma, or you have um, any type of large industry, auto making or whatever, you have regulation. And, and that has to be there for a variety of reasons, right? And you can overregulate or underregulate. But if you have regulation, so what do you do if you are corrupt in that industry? Well, you want to capture the regulators. Right? It's, it's, it's regulation capture. That's what the big pharma has done completely. Okay? When it comes to patents, they, they control all that through the universities and they allow the, the patents through laws of working with uh, the Congress to, to, so they can move those patents into all the, the big pharma mechanisms, right? And it can follow the person into the big pharma. And then the big pharma, they hire the regulator. They, they're hired in the FDA, they're hired in the WHO, the NAIHA, right there. So, so they've now completely captured big pharma. And I talked about the Rockefeller um, Flexner report that they used in the 1930s to close down all the natural schools. And since, since natural medicines cannot be patented, they shut them down at all costs. So we have a criminal cabal right now that runs our medical industry. Okay, we got to understand that. This is a criminal cabal that only pushes Rockefeller medicine, which is primarily, much of it, is isolated snake and snail poisons. Why do you think they have so many side effects? Is your poison? You take a pill for an ill. You're literally taking poison many times, and they lie to us about cholesterol. So we take statin drugs. They do everything. They lie about everything, and then the doctors are not informed enough because they are spending massive hours working on this. And all they get trained on is the big pharma Rockefeller approach. I tell you what, this is a, this is guys. This is a big deal. And what are they doing now? They captured even these industries that give the licenses out to doctors. 
So it is really scary stuff what's happening. So now we have the medical boards that are captured that suspending the license of Dr. Sherry Tenpenny who's been on the show. Right? That is this again, a bunch of criminals coming together in an industry and we've got to expose big farmer guys. This is huge. We've got to expose them completely. And uh, this is part of what you can do as a digital soldier. It's part of what you can do to help make sure this is also another thing that you can do is to make sure that you are get, getting really holding your insurance company accountable. Because again, uh, one way I did it, I just literally pushed, I, I canceled it all. Now I'm, I've got my own business as a ministry here, right? So what I have to do, I, I could get rid of it completely, get rid of the $2,000 a month cost for a family of three on average is what it's cost now, and go to something that's way cheaper. And it's a Christian sharing program where I can go the natural approach because most things I would ever get, and that would be relatively catastrophic, such as cancer and um, all these autoimmune diseases, etc., they're, they're, they lie to you what they are. They don't understand that they're primarily parasites. And there's ways to get rid of those parasites and eliminate um, many, many, many of these um, autoimmune diseases. And what is the, what is the medical industry going to do to you? All they're trained to do is give you Rockefeller medicine. They're going to give you the isolated snake poisons is what it's going to be. Just like chemotherapy to completely destroy your immune system, right? It's a poison to try to kill the certain part of the, and, and, and the part, the part of the, 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 the part that's attacking the cell. But what's the root cause of it? The root cause of it is often parasites and other type of activity that you can take care of with natural causes. And it is a, it is a crying shame what they've done to us in our medical community. And uh, that's why I, I, I ask you to go to sharehealthcare.com. Uh, again, uh, right here is the uh, website at sharehealthcare.com slash rickb2t. So when you when you sign up, if, uh, make sure you go to rickb2t as the code. Um, but there's a there's a whole article here. Again, this is this is critical. I think I forgot. I think I did. I was on me when I wanted to show you this article. This is the medical board suspends licenses of doctor critical of COVID. In case I missed that, showing to you in this whole FDA thing. This is amazing, guys. How um, it is time to take your medical freedom back. And that's why um, go to sharehealthcare.com. And again, you can call them also at 844-SHARE-HC, 844-SHARE-HC. Some Rick B2T sent you or go to the link down below I have in here, sharehealthcare.com slash Rick B2T to get rid of the cabal insurance. All right, guys. Hey, we got some great shows coming up. I'm going to move to an awesome Bible study on Revelation. I think you're going to really enjoy it on the 144,000 in chapter 14. Stacy White is coming on tomorrow night, and she's going to go over the prophetic report and talk about her reporting on Julie Green and Amanda Grace and many other prophets that she follows that I don't have time to. She has a prophetic report every week. It's going to be excited to have her on. And Aaron Antis is coming on with all these original paintings of, of actual, authentic um, Christian scenes about they, what they, way they really were versus posing and silly things that we see often in paintings. Amanda Grace is coming on next week as well as Trey Smith. And then Tom Holman, the ICE director for President Trump, as well as SGNON. It's going to be exciting. I, I'm also going to be in Chicago this week. And it's going to be, if you go to marycrowley.com, Mary, M-E-R-I, M-E-R-I, like in the middle of America, then you'll see the Open the Heavens event. It's this weekend. I'd love to see you there. 
Um, I'm going to be speaking there. As, uh, the main uh, uh, speakers are going to be 107 and Andrew Whalen, as well as Sheila Holmes. She's an expert on the Georgia Guide. Some she's written like 19 books on this deep state, on the um, elites and the, the Luciferian cabal that they are. Andrew Whalen's had a ton of re, um, recent dreams. I think he's going to come on the show as well later, but uh, he'll be speaking live there. Again, I think this will be on also on Mary's Rumble channel. So go to Rumble and and hit um, Mary Crowley. I think it's now is the time or Mary Crowley. M E R I um, Crowley. By the way, that the 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 actual um, sponsor of this is QE Strong. That's Rob and I's con- uh, company um, right now. That's providing those natural solutions to get people off big pharma, especially for pain. As the main the main product that is uh, really really working well for people, uh, but we have allergy bug off all kinds of things. I think you guys will really enjoy that. Go to qestrong.com, and you'll be able to. Uh, and by the way, if you come here and you are a VP, think Rob's putting patches in there, some sample patches for all the VPs at Open the Heavens in Chicago. Again, that is this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Friday night and Saturday, I'll be speaking there right there, as along with Emmanuel Johnson. Um, and many other just awesome people. Scott's going to be coming on the show with military experts. It's going to be fun to have uh, Scott on as well. So, uh, again, come to um, uh, get your backstage pass. You can be backstage on actual Zoom with these people, right? And so uh, Tom Holman, just Gian on, uh, many other people coming. There's Scott Bennett right there coming on the 13th of September. Um, going to be quite exciting. Uh, Aaron Annis, uh, Marty Grishman coming on as well as the Aggies of Banners for Freedom. All right, let's start digging into There's a couple other things here. I showed you the big short already. There was one I missed here. Walker Art Center holds playful demon summoning session for families. This is the, where, the whole thing about the Bible tells us that in the, in the end times, Good will be called bad and bad will be called good. All right, we're seeing that right now. The Walker Art Center has received millions of dollars in taxpayer funds through Minnesota's Arts and Culture Heritage Foundation, and they're doing a demon summoning session. All right, this is how far our culture is just going crazy right now. So uh, we're going to move right now into um, the Bible study. Okay, and this is uh, going to be talking about the harvest. We're going to be talking about quite a bit that I think you'll enjoy and I'm going to move over to a different screen and uh, let me know if this still works well. We're just we're, we're putting all these new scenes with all the new software, etc. And um, so as we move forward here, we're going to try different types of uh, uh, things. We've got all the music going widescreen, so we'll get into word and worship here pretty soon tonight. And this is the time uh, the Lord's told me, guys, that he wants to spend alone time with you. He wants you to spend time worshiping him because then he can... Can, uh, connect to you like never before he wants you in his word and when we do word and worship and we do praise and prayer and praise and prayers on Mondays and Thursdays um, you're connecting with the Lord and we're all the songs we connect to scripture so you're getting your word your word study in as well as your worship in together right not to mention uh, connecting with other um, in, in the body together as we praise so we'll get into that in about 15 minutes or so after uh, a Bible study on chapter 14 of this but um, it's gonna be exciting to really worship with you guys going forward in a new unique way as we go widescreen with all the video and play with new tools where I where we can really show other people worshiping I love it when backstagers turn their cameras on and just worship it's just uh, and it's really a really a great uh, testimony to anybody that's watching right so we hope you'll 
you'll join us backstage and some worshiping sessions. We, we have some people giving testimonies. And it's just beautiful as God leads them. And I'm, a, I'm a extremely excited about what we're going to be doing here over the next uh, you know, few months as we finalize all these tools in the new studio. And um, so let's get into this. Let's get into Revelation chapter 14. This is the Lamb and the 144,000. And 14 verse 1, Revelation. Then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb, and with him 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of loud thunder. The voice I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and before the elders. This is another vision in heaven. We've seen similar things in our previous chapters we studied. No one could learn that song except for the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. All right, so we're, we're looking at people who likely were martyred, right? Or, uh, but here they are in heaven, right? It is these who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. It is also these who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These have been redeemed from mankind as firstfruits for God and the Lamb. And in their mouth no lie was found, for they are blameless. There's a big uh, indication here because they're first fruit, fruits that um, the second, second coming hasn't happened, right? And uh, hasn't raised everybody from the dead, right? Um, since they are the first fruit. So that's another key to this. And this is what a lot of people will take something like this and say, hey, it's not pre-tribulation, it's post-tribulation, or it's mid-tribulation, right? Again, it doesn't matter what tribulation it is. It matters um, that we are ready with our hearts always toward the Lord, right? Now, some other things I want to dig into is the, verse 6, the messages of the three angels. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth to every nation tribe and language and people and he said in a loud voice fear god and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made earth had him to made heaven and earth the sea and the springs of water wow so this is like the last warning coming to them right another angel a second followed saying fallen 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 is babylon the great see who made all nations drink the wine of the passions of her sexual immorality and another angel a third followed them saying with a loud voice if anyone worships the beast and its image and receives a mark on the forehead or on his hand he also will drink the wine of god's wrath poured full strength into the cup of his anger and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur and the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And their smoke and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night. These worshipers of the beast and its image and whoever receives the mark of its name. Woo! That's a big warning there, isn't it? I did, that is a big deal. I'm going to do one thing where I'm going to mirror my camera so I'm actually looking at the scripture versus that <laughs> here's a call for the endurance of the saints those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus and I heard a voice from heaven saying write this blessed are the 
dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors for their deeds. Follow them. For their deeds follow them. And so that is the whole thing about the message of the three angels. And then this moves into, I'm not sure we have time for this tonight, but this is the harvest of the earth here. I'm going to try to finish it all. But uh, then I looked and behold a white cloud and seated on the cloud, one like a son of man with a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. This is obviously Jesus the way they've described this. And another angel came out of the temple calling with a loud voice to him who said, who sat on the cloud, put in your sickle and reap for this, the hour to reap has come for the harvest of the earth is fully ripe. So he who sat on the cloud swung his sickle across the earth and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple in heaven and he too had a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, the angel who has authority over the fire and he put with a loud voice and he called with a loud voice to the one who had the sharp sickle. Put in your sickle and gather the clusters from the vine of the earth for its grapes are ripe. So the angel swung his sickle and the earth and gathered the great harvest of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden outside the city and blood flowed from the winepress as high as horse's bridle of 1600 stadia. Woo! If you look at that, that's about 184 miles. <laughs> 607 feet or 145 meters. That is amazing. Can you imagine blood as high as a horse for 187 miles? Um, so if this is a physical thing, this is going to be uh, uh, definitely Armageddon, right? So let's dig back. Let's go back here. So I just read it all. And now we're going to kind of talk about each of these verses uh, because it's fun to fun to kind of cross-reference verses and really try to figure out, okay, what are other people teaching about this and what do we think it really means to us here for this time and such a time as this, right, as we talk about. That's what I really try to do in most of these teachings to dig into this. So um, if we look at verse 1, it's talking about Mount Zion. And if we go look, we can look at uh, Psalm 21.9. This is one reason I like to... Uh, dig into different scriptures that this talks about. And this is, I talked about Psalm 2 a lot, and I'm thinking that, that a lot of what Psalm 2 is talking about is talking about our time right now. It's also as a prelude to the second coming, right? So right now we're in, we're in uh, what I believe most futurists and dispensationalists would say is the middle, in chapter 14 of Revelation, is talking about the middle um, of the three and a half years, and the bowls are about ready to be be uh, thrown out right here. So let me put on my, just in case I stand up, this is another microphone that allows me when I go away from this microphone and stand up in the studio, you will be able to hear me. So I'm gonna get this ready for a little bit later when I stand up. One of the fancy tools that we're using here. Come on puppy, turn on for me. This puts hold up for three seconds and it comes on, so just one second. There it goes. All right. Now, um, because because I have some of these stand-up things that, that really kind of review where we are in this, and I know you've seen this before, but it's just uh, it's kind of it's kind of wild to see really what all these judgments are, right? And so um, now that that was one 
that had too much text on it really did. So I want, I want this one right here. That looks like the, my camera moved over too far for this. As we get all this figured out, guys, it'll be fun. I see it's too far that way. It's trying to follow me. My camera's too smart. <laughs> so I have that big, uh, we'll just not, not deal with that right now. Come on, camera. Don't be doing that. <laughs> all right. So anyway, I'll just come over here. So I'm just trying, I was trying to get rid of this thing, but uh, it's just my camera's moving, moving too much. But this right here is what we just talked about, a quarter of the earth with the seals, right? And so the, the, the fact is, is that the seals of the four horses, and, and then all of a sudden you went into the other three um, seals that, that were opened up. We saw about the 144,000 right here. We'll talk about that in a second. And then you've got the half hour of silence that happened. So this is an interlude between the seals and the trumpets. But right now, as we move, move, move into the, the 14th chapter, we're in this interlude down here, right before the final third woe, right? And the seventh trumpet is about ready to unload the, 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 the bowls, right? And so you remember these trumpets, this affected a quarter of the earth this affected the third of the earth, third of the vegetation, third of the sea creatures, a third of the fresh water, a third of the sun. And then you had the three woes. The locusts came, then the Euphrates uh, all, all turned to blood. And now you have this interlude right after the seventh trump blows. And that's where we are. And we're getting uh, the woman and the dragon that we studied here just, just recently. And now we're reading about these three angels and the harvest. And when that harvest comes, watch out, because that's when the bulls are going to um, do vicious things for seven things. And that's, and it really, you're gonna hear in just a second, the last, we just talked about, in fact, we just read it, the last warning to the world. Accept Jesus as your savior, because otherwise you're gonna go into torment if you have worshiped the beast, right? And so that is kind of an exciting way to just, just dig into everything that we're doing. Um, and so, uh, one, one thing that's been fun about studying the book of Revelation is that we've been able to really study so many different parallels to um, everything. I just remember what this is. This is this camera over here. Silly me. I was moving the wrong camera. But anyway, is that we have these three different views. The pre-test views that say, hey, everything happened to be through AD 70 pretty much, right? And then when then Rome left was removed from power. And then you have these historists that talk about no, and then really Martin Luther and some of the, a lot of the reformists in the 15, 1600s, right, are the ones that really became up with this more historist view saying that each of the churches talked about a, an era and they look at the, the popple, the, the actual um, power of the Pope being the antichrist, right? And then you have these newer views, which are more the fewer futures that came came after the yeah, 1500s, 1600s, um, where you started to look at the futures and dispensationalists, where they look at it as more literal. That's kind of where I fall. Um, Tim LaHaye of Left Behind series fell there as well. And we talk about the seven-year tribulation period. So this 14th chapter is right in the middle of that 14th period. That's why I just want to make sure everybody understood that. I think that, that that'll make a lot of sense as we move forward here too. Now, I talked about Psalm 2 a lot. Um, because it looks just like our time right now and it's also going to be similar to the end times during the tribulation. Why did the nation rage and the people plot in vain? The king of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against the anointed saying, let us burst their bonds 
apart and cast away their cords from us. So this is this is this not what's happening? Oh my goodness, the nations are raging. Um, the kings of the earth are 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 setting council together in this new world order, and uh, they're and they're against the Lord and against the, His anointed. So the Lord, I think that's, that's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, right? So His anointed to, to me is talking about us, the body of Christ, right? That's what I believe. And um, it says, he who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. And that's where this really links in with this chapter, right? Because chapter, I mean, Psalm 2.6 links right in with chapter 14, where it says Mount Zion there, right? So this is clearly talking about the end fulfillment of this, this Psalm 2, I believe, is going to be in the second coming of Christ. Right, which we're about ready to see happen right before he pours out all his wrath. But I also think that this is a apt description of where we are, where we're being attacked, and that this next two lines are real important. Now, the next three verses I will tell of my the decree that Lord said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And remember, we are the body of Christ. Son is the head. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them into pieces like a potter's vessel. A lot of Revelation talks about some of this stuff. So I think the end fulfillment is probably going to be the end times. But I really believe that this is going to be the time when we also take possession of the nations for the great harvest. That's pre-tribulation, I believe. Okay, That is kind of where, where we're, what we're digging into right now. And so now also a kingdom that can't be shaken. This talks about really... Um, and, that, and that's the one thing that, that kind of links back to this as well. One of my favorite chapters is Hebrews chapter 12 where it talks about it. Because right in the middle of talking about the kingdom that can't be shaken, it says, But you have come to Mount Zion, into the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. So it's talking about right here in Hebrews what John talks about in Revelation. Right? We have the heavenly Jerusalem. We have Mount Zion here. And remember, this is all talking about how God says, Yet once more I will shake not only earth, but also heavens. And then it talks about right here, Therefore, let us be grateful for the receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken. And that's one message I've been talking about for two years, right? Is, guys, get rid of the world, <laughs> right? Focus first on him. Seek first his kingdom. Hold on to that because that's not going to be shaken, right? It's the kingdom that cannot be shaken. While everything else is shaking around you, just hold on to Jesus. Hold on to his word. Worship him like we're about ready to start doing, and you will be good. It'll be exciting times for all of us as we, uh, as we dig it more into this whole, this whole verse 1, right? It's just all about him standing on Mount Zion, right? And we see that he's going to, eventually, later in Revelation, it's going to split, <laughs> right? It's in the end times. Jerusalem, everything's going to go down. I believe it's the city of Jerusalem, unlike other people. Uh, but uh, again, most future dispensationals believe that anyway. Um, so it's talking about also seal and the one who conquers, right? Because we know about these 144,000 were sealed on the forehead. We know that, right? And um, there's some other passages in here for this is Revelation that we talked about already on Revelation chapter 3. The one who conquers, right? These people that are sealed, they're conquered. I will make him a pillar in the temple of God. And here we are seeing a vision in the temple of God right now. Never shall he go out of it. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. We talked about you know, the name of the forehead or the, is going to be, is gonna be uh, Jesus and the Father. 
right? In the name of the city of my God, the, the new Jerusalem. There we are talking about the new Jerusalem again. Uh, all this stuff happening in this vision in chapter 14. And I heard a voice from heaven like the roar of many waters and the sound of thunder. That's all things that are shown in the heavenly vision here. The voice I heard was like the sound of the harpists playing on their harps and they were singing new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and before the elders. No one could learn the song except for the 144,000. Now this whole 144,000 has been an argument for a long time. Uh, many uh, dispensationalists believe it's the Jewish believers that have already died out of the Great Tribulation, but they became believers out in, and they're actually in Jerusalem, and that's 144,000. Many other people think it's just a 12 times 12 times a thousand, and a thousand is just means many years, so it may be a big number, and a big number, 12 and 12, is basically just representing all of the body of Christ or everybody that's been redeemed. So every martyr for throughout history, I think that's the more likely definition as we dig into this that it's really everybody that's died throughout history, especially as a martyr, and uh, th those people. And that when it's talking about not be being a virgin, I think it's gonna talk about men and women who have just that blood of Christ covering them, right? Because nobody is without blame, right? It says, it, if in, it is these who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These have been redeemed from mankind as first fruits for the God uh, and the lamb and in their mouth no lie was found for they are blameless so we know no humans blameless right <laughs> we know everybody lies a little bit um we're not we're, we're all a little bit sinful but i think this is representative of people who have the blood of christ covering them the 144,000, probably everybody who's been redeemed to this point um is up in heaven and they are singing the new song in this beautiful as as, as the lord's about ready to put his wrath and judgment on the earth when we look at verse 6, it gets into and the last warning to accept the gospel, obviously. It's pretty obvious there. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead in the eternal gospel to proclaim those who dwell on earth to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Clearly, um, the last warning before that trumpet blows, and the, well, the trumpet just blew, a couple of chapters ago but the seals have not come yet and we're going to see those in a second but now we're going to see a vision of the reaping right and uh, another angel a second saying fallen fallen is babylon the great a lot of people are saying well what's babylon in this right because we know the babylonian empire took over and took israel to exile right so it's a representative of of, of the enemy of israel but i think as you see this is the great fall of satan here. So Satan is really the god of this world, right? And you just look at the Daniel statue and you have uh, all these kingdoms, but all of them, I believe, are alive in the secret societies now with the gods of the Babylonian gods and the Roman gods, right? And these Greek gods are all in these secret societies. So I believe this really is talking about Babylon. It's talking representative of all the enemies of God and uh, that are they're just like right now. All the, all the enemies are all these different nations are trying to uh, use totalitarian means to take us over. It's a it's a sad state of affairs of what we have right now. And so I believe that's what Babylon is. It's really representing Rome and all its predecessors, if you will, right? It's a great beast. Um, and uh, and again, if you if you really, I mean, the great monster from Daniel, right? It's talking about the, the and, it, and it really is gonna come to this end where you have these 10 toes um, of the iron, iron mixed with clay that we're all saying that most futures think that has not happened yet. 
Um, but that's going to be all these gods coming together in the beast, the two beasts and the dragon that we read about last time. And another angel, a third, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives the mark on his forehead or his hand, he will also drink the wine of God's wrath. You do not want God's wrath, that is for sure. And um, Julie Green had a prophetic word that said, Right now we're about ready to see God's vengeance, but not his wrath, which I thought was interesting. I hadn't seen that separated before. But it makes sense because the vengeance of, of Isaiah 61, which I've been talking about a long time, I believe that's the time we're in now. We're going to see the angel of death and the vengeance of the Lord come in to prepare us for a harvest before the tribulation. I believe that's what's exactly going to happen. And, uh, and the more I study Revelation, the more I continue to believe that. Um, but verse 9-11 is going to talk about uh, um, the fact that hell is real, guys, and it's eternal. So this is not the time to be messing around if you have not accepted Christ. This is the time to get off the fence, make sure you're square with him and you're communicating with him, you're spending time alone with him, you're worshiping him. And because um, it says that you get, it's not only get God's wrath, it's poured full strength into the cup of his anger and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the lamb that's going to be happening during this time. And then and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. This is eternal. This is not good stuff. And they have no rest day or night, these worshipers of the beast in its image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Do not get the mark of the beast if you end up knowing what that is. They're going to try to trick you into it. Here's the call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. So when everything's breaking loose in your life, all the world, hold on to that kingdom that can't be shaken. That's what I believe is what it, this scripture is trying to get us to point to as much as possible right and i heard a voice saying in heaven write this blessed are the dead who die in the lord from now on so even if you die in the lord you are going to be blessed right as long as you stay the course hold on to that kingdom that can't be shaken he's probably going to protect you just like they did in goshen and in we go through a great exodus you're not going to die uh, but even if you do you don't have to be scared of death why because you're going to be blessed indeed says the spirit that they may rest from their labors for their deeds follow them so your deeds that you've done here on earth are going to follow you right into heaven. How beautiful is that? And I know I've gone over a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and finish this up because it's just so such beautiful scripture. Because um, this this last part gets into a whole teaching I could do for our, for 45 minutes, but I'm just going to try to condense it down really quick because it's pretty powerful when you look at it. Because because you see Jesus coming as a sower and then he's going to be the reaper. Then I looked and behold a white cloud and seated on the cloud one like a son of man with a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand so here he is the reaper right we know back in um matthew 13 that when he came the first time then he left the crowds went into the house and his disciples came to him saying explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field and he answered the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. So here he is, when he was here on earth, he was sowing seed, he was a sower. But when he comes back here in Revelation chapter 14, he has a sickle in his hand. He is the reaper, right? And another angel came out of the temple calling with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, put your sickle and reap for the hour to reap has come for the harvest of the earth is fully ripe. So now this, this angel with a sickle, the separate one, so he, so he who sat on the cloud swung his sickle across the earth and the earth was reaped. Um, so here, here, this is uh, verse 15 and 16. So I wanted to back up a little bit and talk a little bit about the harvest and what, the way things were harvested back in Jesus' time and when this was written, John's time, when this was written on, on the island, right? 
Um, one thing that's interesting, you'll see back then, you when especially with wheat, when you had wheat and it was growing, it was kind of made up of three parts. You basically have the chaff and the straw and the actual wheat grains, right? And so this grain is what they want. That's the most valuable. And the second most valuable thing was the straw. And the third most valuable thing was this chaff. And they all weighed differently. Obviously, the seeds were the heaviest. The lightest was the chaff, and it was almost worthless, right? And so the way they would do this is they would take it to... Um, uh, and they use all these different types of tools, right? And so you can see see right here, um, here is this this harvest was why when, when you're looking at wheat, and I'm going to pull up a couple other pictures here. Um, it's not the wine press, it is the threshing floor, right? So this is a threshing floor. And so right here you'll see this these people standing on this and they'd have a, animals walking around. They'd put the wheat around this circle here. It usually was in a windy area. So they could basically, and be underneath this, there was rocks and holes so that it would crush the grain off the straw, if you will, right? So it would, it would start separating the wheat from the shaft, they would call it, right? And uh, then they would take a threshing floor. Let me see, see I, had, I have another picture here. This is kind of interesting stuff. So here's this thing that the animal would, would these are rocks and holes on here. And they, people, people they put weight on it and they'd go around that circle, right? And then they would, then they would use this winnowing fork to throw it up in the air. And that throw it up in the air, then the shaft would blow away. And they'd do this in the evenings in, in, a, in a city outside the city where, where there was wind and up on a hill so that the wind would blow the shaft away. And the straw would land a few feet away, but the grain would go right down. So the valuable grain would be right by them. It's the heaviest. The straw would come a little bit away, and the shaft would go away. And then they, then they would take this right here as well and sift it. It's about sifting wheat, sifting wheat, right? So you basically go through this process in the ancient way of, 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 of basically threshing the wheat. And threshing is used throughout the Bible. We could do a whole lesson on that, right? About uh, us being threshed and it, it can actually separate the, the wheat from the chaff and get the chaff out of our life we shouldn't have in our life. So there's a lot of lessons that we could know from this harvest, right? And um, you can see right here uh, in grapes is a whole different thing. We're going to that's the next, the second, and the, the next reaping comes from grapes. And, and then they actually go to the wine press and they used to put grapes on here and they'd wash their feet and they literally press and get and, and get the grapes, the grape juice out of the grapes by standing in it and putting it in a wine press, right? They obviously have more sophisticated ways now. They also crushed it with a wheel. They have different types of the way to do both wheat and grapes. But this is the way they did it back then. And it's kind of exciting to, to study and understand. And so the reason I show you that is when you when you look back here, you're gonna see there is definitely this reaper that would actually reap reap the straw before they could take it to the threshing floor, right? And so they would be reaping all the time here of cutting this wheat. And I'm gonna play this just a little bit to show you. So basically it would take the wheat and they would have to cut it with a reaper. Right, so that's kind of what this is talking about. It's using these ancient methods that everybody would have understood at that time so that you can understand what a reaper's doing um, versus going to, the, and then they, then they put it into these these sheaves right here, these, these the, right, and, the, and then they'd bring these into the threshing floor. And here's the threshing floor, it's round, and they would have the animal pull them around on those things, or they would beat, beat it against something hard was another method they used. There's another threshing floor. Remember Boaz? 
man, roofs at the threshing floor. It's all all designed to, to get the get get this the seeds, uh, uh, the wheat separated from the straw, separated from the chaff, and a lot of the Bible is talking about that. Some people would just beat it. They just beat it against something hard to get some of the grain out. Uh, but this is the most common one right here. It's the thresh that, that threshing device there, and they also had rocks that they do it. Then here's it. Here they are taking the winnowing fork and throwing it into the air and blowing the shaft away where the grain would fall down below and the actual um, um, straw would be a few feet away and then the shaft would completely blow away. So they do this on windy days obviously. So hopefully that gives you a good idea of what this is pointing to here in this in, in this whole uh, this whole lesson when it's talking about reaping, right? Then another angel came out of the temple in heaven and two had sharp sickle. And by the way, the wheat harvest was normally at, in around Pentecost, right? You'd be planting everything and everything during the first feasts, etc. And then 50 days later, you would start to uh, see some of the harvesting around the Pentecost time frame. So a lot of what we'll be studying later, we'll be talking about some of how they relate back to the feasts. And, uh, but then the grape harvest was later. It was closer to the fall feast that the grapes, you would, you would, you would do that. So that, and then this is clearly now talking about the grape type harvest. Then another angel came out of the temple in heaven and two had a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, the angel who had authority over the fire. And he pulled, he, and he called with a loud voice to the one who had the sharp sickle, put in your sickle and gather the clusters from the vine of the earth for its grapes are ripe. So this first one was basically the wheat harvest. Put your sickle and reap for the hour to reap has come for the harvest of the earth is fully ripe. And that word ripe there, if you look at that, that's definitely talking about wheat and barley type stuff, right? So this is this initial, so this maybe this will happen near the Pentecost time frame. You know, if, if this is the chronological way I think it's going to be, and that this would happen more in more in in the fall feast time frames, right? Put your sickle and gather the clusters from the vine of the earth, for its grapes are ripe. In this three and a half year horrible period of the second half of the tribulation, so the angel swung his sickle across the earth and gathered the grape harvest of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden outside the city. So not only did they take them down, right? They would. Um, all of the same thing. They would they would hit the trees and knock knock them all down, right? And then they would uh, take them into some type of a, a wine press to get the stuff out of them that they need the oil and or here in this case grape juice. And the wine press was trodden outside the city, and blood flowed in the wine press as high as the horse's bridle of sixteen hundred stadia. Woo! A lot there. Um, but uh, but I hope that helps you kind of understand a little bit about what the the Lord's probably getting getting at here with these with these, these pictures, and uh, we look, we can go back to Isaiah as well, um, because Isaiah was was warning about this very thing all all over here, right? He said, "I trampled down the people in my anger," right? And this whole thing's talking about the Lord's day of vengeance, right? And um, in the, in the end, you're, you're, you'll see I made them drunk in my wrath, and I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. So, guys, I think this is going to be a physical thing that happens to the people that literally reject him to the end. And um, not a place you want to be. And um, we know that God's looking for clean hearts. He's looking for, for, for people that are covered by the love, blood of the land. That's why it says, But nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And this is uh, this is when we're getting, sorry, not 
it's not this is Revelation 21 that we're going to be coming to later, but the whole point is is that in the end, that's the key. Are you? Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? That's where you want to be. Make sure it's there. Make sure you're spending time with Him. Make sure you're in His Word. Make sure you're worshiping Him. And that's what we're going to move into right now is Word and worship. And so I'm going to fire up another tool that some people are saying was giving some echo, um, but it allows me to do more with the video when we're worshiping to this awesome music. I'm going to play the Revelation song first, if I can find that here. I'm going to, this will ask all the backstagers to accept this, that the fact that we are streaming and um, hopefully it will allow me to do more with the tool that I need to do here. This is uh, something new. Once I get a, once I get a awesome producers to help me here, they can flip these screens back and forth and do everything that we need to do. So I'm gonna ask for permission backstagers so that I can, uh, for those of you who have your camera on, can um, actually put you guys up on the screen. So if you guys wanna worship, put your cameras on. I'd love to have you come and worship with me right now as we look at this music. And so uh, there's, a, there's a lot of beautiful songs. I'm gonna start with this and then we'll get the Revelation song next. All right, looks like that's working. I just need to switch my order around here on this screen. I love, love it. Well, look at everybody with their camera on. You guys are awesome. So I'm just moving this around so I can get this. So I've got this to what, where hopefully in the future um, I can show up to eight people here worshiping and but keep the middle of the screen kind of a little bit clean for for uh, I'm trying to get the right people closed down here as you can see this is my whole new screen where I'm on the left and I have people that are kind of just trying to get my screen out of there a little bit more if anybody else wants to turn their camera on we can test more of this it's kind of exciting And so I'm just trying to close down the ones that uh, I'm not using right now. Six. There we go. So now we have one, two, three, four people with cameras on. I'm just kind of trying to keep the middle of the screen cleaner for beautiful um, video that we're going to be doing here. So let's, let's, let's talk about bless my soul here. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I worship your holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's in with me. Bless this holy name. Psalm 103.1. You are rich in love and slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Your name is great. There is none like you, O oh Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Jeremiah 10.6. Sing like never before, O oh my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing praises to the Lord, O oh you saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Hopefully you can see how we're pointing to scripture on every one of these songs. And so now we're going to dig in and just worship through this right now. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like song again 
Since I have this set up, I'm going to play the three songs that we have in widescreen. <laughs> we can have all 33 of them done in the next few weeks. Um, I'll play the Revelation song too, but I'm just trying this new format out um, that kind of shows the beautiful full screen. Um, Di, do you mind reading this one? Hmm. I know you're in the garage. I don't know if that's going to work or not. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's fine, yeah. How great is our God! There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. From Jeremiah 10, verse 6. The beginning and the end. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. From Revelation 21, verse 6a. The lion and the lamb weep no more behold the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david has conquered revelation 5 verse 5 and he looked at jesus as he walked by and said behold the lamb of god john 1 verse 36 name above all names therefore god has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name from Philippians 2 verse 9 beautiful this is the name above all names we're just reading about him and uh, Revelation 14 he's the lion and the lamb obviously comes back uh, opens it as a lamb but he he's to be roaring like a lion let's worship how great is our God the splendor Trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice. How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? And all will see how great, how great.
song that's in the large slide so I know you guys have heard, heard this quite a bit lately but it's just the, the three wide songs we have now I just uh, love the widescreen um, be able to see more of the of the beautiful stuff this is where Rose of Sharon you see the roses behind every single scene here is a different name for Jesus a different name for our Lord all right every video here you'll see it flash on real quick to show you what it's representative says, what a beautiful, wonderful, and powerful name it is, Jesus Christ, my King. Nothing compares to this. The mysteries of our God, once hidden for generations, have now been revealed through Christ Jesus. That's Colossians 1.26. And we see you were the word of the beginning, one with God, the Lord Most High. Your hidden glory revealed in you, our Christ. It's the second verse we emphasize it. 1 John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I saw Kevin come on there for a second. <laughs> you didn't want heaven without us, so you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. By canceling the record of debt and stood against us, this he set aside, nailed it to the cross. Colossians 2, 14. And the last verse is, Death could not hold you, for you are raised to life again. What can separate us now? Here on Romans 8, 38 says, For I am sure that neither death nor life nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. All right, so let's worship to what a beautiful name and watch every scene. It represents the name of Christ. You were the word at the beginning One with God the Your hidden glory in creation Now revealed in you are Christ What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus You didn't want heaven without us So Jesus, you brought heaven down Great. 
Savior, the Lamb of God, the Bread of Life, the King of Kings, the beginning and the end, the Root of David. He was the hope of the nations. We showed, showed the video on each one of these. Emmanuel, he's our Redeemer. He's the Son of Man. He's our Advocate. The Word, the Good Shepherd, the Fountain of the Living Water, the Rock, the True Vine, the Chief Cornerstone, the Mediator of the Covenant, the Just Judge, the Resurrection of the Life, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, 
the Son of Righteousness, the Lily of the Valley, the Way, the Truth, and the Life, the Door, the Author and Finisher of our faith, the Amen, the Prince of Peace, the Humble King. He's the image of God. He's the King of Israel. He's the Exalted One. He's the Servant King. He is the Carpenter. He's the Man of Sorrows. He's the Bridegroom. He's the Light of the World. He's a Miracle Worker. He's the great I am. He's Jesus. All right, I'm gonna have to go to this other view now because I don't have any more songs that are that are wide. <laughs> so uh, see see how this works.